Hello and welcome to Zihumura Show. I hope you're doing great. I hope you're doing lovely. This is season three of Zihumura Show. We've come so far and I am so excited. Now, season three, I titled it as Coming to Uganda because I just want to bring you to Uganda for you to experience the things that I've experienced in Uganda, for you to live the beautiful life that I've lived in Uganda. Only this time, you're going to be doing it audioly. Does, is that is that even an English word <laughs> via audio? Anyway, thanks so much for hanging out with me. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's go to Uganda. Okay, I said let's go to Uganda, but I'm already in Uganda, so I'm actually not going to Uganda. But anyway, welcome to Uganda. And if you're coming to Uganda, one of the main entry points for you to come into the country is the Entebbe International Airport. So I thought, why not begin the season with an introduction to the Entebbe Air- International Airport, you're welcome. Well, Entebbe International Airport is Uganda's largest commercial and military airport. Now, I know some, a few Ugandans may not be sure, may not, you may not agree with me, but actually Uganda has 12 airports. Entebbe is the largest commercial and military airport, and there are other 11 airports. Those are used mainly for domestic flights in the country, and maybe they could be used for international flights, but I think that would be like on special basis or requests. Now, the other airports we have are Arua Airport, Gulu Airport, Jinja Airport, Kabalega Falls Airport, Kasese Airport, Masindi Airport, Mbara Airport, Moyo Airport, Pakuba Airport, Soroti Airport, and Toro Airport. Now, those airports you tend to use um, local air- airlines and you probably will find them using Eagle Airlines to do domestic trips around the country. But if you're coming to Uganda for the very first time, you're probably going to use the Entebbe International Airport. It's located in Entebbe, a metropolitan city near the shores of Lake Victoria, which is Africa's largest lake and the third largest lake in the world. Plus, it's the source of the River Nile, Africa's longest river and the world's longest river. If that doesn't make you want to come to Uganda, I don't know what will. Entebbe Airport is also referred to as airport on the equator because it lies astride the equator at latitude 00.020 north and longitude 320 east. I don't know how you read... Um, how you read or how you say the um, latitude and longitude degrees but that's how i read <laughs> that's how i say them and that's entebbe airport is located on the equator on top of that if you're landing if it's your first time landing and you're landing in an aircraft coming to entebbe airport you're going to see the beautiful lake victoria and you're going to see the beautiful town of entebbe i'm actually not really interested in seeing the town i always love the lake it's because nature is always gorgeous and it's always beautiful and entebbe just like Uganda, has a tropical climate throughout the year, ranging from um, temperatures of around 170 degrees and a maximum of 270 degrees in January to like 160 degrees Celsius and a maximum of 250 degrees Celsius in July. That's it. It's a very tropical... We're in, a, we're in the tropics, so you expect that kind of temperature and you expect that kind of lifestyle. So it's just an exciting place. Here's a little bit about the history of the Entebbe Airport. In the early 1930s, it's said that a flying boat landed at Port Bell, which is southeast of Kampala, on the Lake Victoria shores. The flying boat was a mail delivery service that started in Kenya in 1929 by Wilson Airways. But in Uganda, that was the first civil aviation motorized aircraft that had ever been seen. A few years down the road in 1947, Entebbe Town became the location for the country's airport because after all, it was the hub for the colonial structure in Uganda and it was close to Lake Victoria that provided easy navigation. In 1951, Entebbe Airport was commissioned with the Queen of England present at a lavish ceremony.
Their airport is also featured in a Hollywood movie titled Seven Days in Entebbe. That's right, it's a famous airport. The movie is based on Operation Entebbe or Operation Thunderbolt, which was a successful counter-terrorist hostage rescue mission carried out by Israel Defense Forces IDF commandos at Entebbe Airport on the 4th of July in 1976, and that is according to Wikipedia. But I was told the story long ago as I was listening to a radio on June 27th, that's in 1976, an Air France Airbus jet airliner carrying 248 passengers originating from Tel Aviv was hijacked by two members of a popular front for the liberation of Palestine external operations and two members of a German revolutionary cells. All the hijackers wanted was the freedom of 40 Palestinians and other affiliated militants imprisoned in Israel and a few imprisoned in other countries in exchange for the hostages. The flight was from Tel Aviv, like I said before, and it was meant to land in Paris. But it was diverted after a stopover in Athens via Benghazi to Entebbe International Airport. Interestingly, the Uganda government, headed then by Idi Amin, supported the hijackers from the start. It's even said that he personally welcomed the hijackers. Over the course of two days, 148 non-Israeli hostages were released and flown to Paris, leaving around 94 Israeli passengers alongside a 12-member Air France crew as hostages. The hijackers threatened to kill the hostages if their demands weren't met. This threat led to the planning of a rescue operation. The Israel Defense Forces used information provided by the Israeli intelligence agency Mossad to plan and prepare for anything, including resistance from the Ugandan army. The operation took a week of planning and 90 minutes to execute. The operation took place at night when Israel transport planes carrying 100 commandos landed at Entebbe Airport in the night. Out of 106 hostages that remained, 102 were rescued and three were killed. It said that one, of, another one remained in Uganda, actually, I think, and then I'm kind of confused <laughs> because there's one that remained in Uganda and I heard that another one was killed in the hospital. No, the other hostage died in the hospital. Five Israeli commandos were also killed. And all the hijackers, all the seven hijackers, including 45 Ugandans, were killed. It's also said that part of Uganda's aircraft was also destroyed in Operation Thunderbolt. And that's the history of Entebbe International Airport. Well, there's no more hijackers here. There's no more crime here. But that's just a little bit about um, the Entebbe International Airport. You can even find this in the movie, Seven Days in Entebbe. Enough about the airport's history. Now let's talk about the airport itself. Entebbe Airport has a runway that's about 3,658 kilometers long, which implies that it can accommodate a fair number of aircrafts in different sizes. And on average, by average I mean per year, it handles about 1.8 million passengers a year. But that may not be the case for 2020 because it was shut down in March and it's set to reopen on 1st October. At the moment, there are about 16 airlines with scheduled flights to and from Entebbe International Airport, and those flights serve 14 destinations with flights to the rest of the world. Those passenger airlines include Delta Airlines, Air Tanzania, Setraka, Aviation Service, British Airways, Airlink, Brussels Airlines, Egypt Air, Emirates, Ethiopian Airlines, Fly Dubai, Precision Air, KLM Royal Dutch Airlines, Kenya Airways, Qatar Airways, TMK Air Commuter, Rwanda Air, Jumbo Jet, Sudan Airways, Flysacks, and Turkish Airlines. But if you want to travel domestically, I would suggest you use Ego Airlines. It's Uganda's airline that operates regionally scheduled charter flights and services across East and Central Africa. 
It's also important to remember that Brussels Airlines has inbound flights from Brussels to Entebbe with a stopover in Kigali, Rwanda. KLM Royal Dutch Airlines does the same. It has inbound flights from Amsterdam to Entebbe with a stopover in Kigali. And Turkish Airlines, you can also board inbound flights from Istanbul in Turkey to Entebbe with a stopover in Kigali, Rwanda. I love the way um, foreign people pronounce Rwanda. You know, I can hear some people say, um, especially Americans, they say, I've been to Rwanda. They say Rwanda. And then when I hear, like, my dad say it is like Rwanda. <laughs> it's spelled as um, capital R W A N D A, the country Rwanda. Anyway, once you reach the airport, you can access a number of services such as fully functional automated teller machines, banks, duty-free shops, restaurants, forex bureaus, and car hire services. Everything you can literally find at an airport. Um, some of the restaurants you'll find at the airports, um, there is the Crane Cafeteria. This one, you find it in the arrivals area and the transit lounge. You can contact them on plus 256 Um, There's a Kariboni restaurant that's found in first class area. It's also in the business class lounge in departures. You can contact them on plus 256-0312-353295. There's the Voyager Barn restaurant. Contact them on plus 256-0414-321670. And then there's a Good African Coffee restaurant. It's important to remember that the restaurants are in the passenger terminal building at the airport and they're open. 24 hours thank you so much for listening to zuhumra show as always if you'd love to get in touch my telephone number is plus two five six seven seven eight nine six five hundred three or we can connect on social media on instagram um at humura underscore ruth twitter at humura ruth facebook zuhumura and my blog is zuhumura.wordpress.com